Well, I thought I was all grown up, but I didn't realize it until this happened. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today on the Dad Code Podcast. Real dads, real talk, no BS. Got a really sensitive topic for you today. We're going to talk about having to take care of our parents as they get older. Um, like I said in the opening, I, I thought I was all grown up. Um, and then I had to start making decisions for my mom's health and well-being and daily care. And that was a big, big shock to the system. But before we get started here, go ahead down below, hit the rumble button. Give us a follow on rumble too. While you're there, check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the dad code podcast. And check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, what is it? Uh, iTunes or I would, uh, heck I can't remember. What are they? Stitcher, Spotify, you know, Apple, all that stuff. Uh, we're there. Give us a follow there. Check us out. So yeah, guys, last about month and a half, I have had to deal with my mom kind of starting to slide as far as health goes. It's really hard to watch. It's hard to watch mom in particular. My mom, for me anyway, was is, is, has been a hard one to watch just because she's been this vehemently strong woman, this fiercely independent woman that hasn't needed anybody's help. And to watch her get to a point to where she can't take care of herself, it's hard. It's hard for me. I love my mom a lot. I want to help her as much as I can, but I also, I don't want to, I can't forget the life that I'm supposed to be living. You know, I have a small son. It's it's hard to even talk about this because, you know, in some ways you sound like a jerk for saying I've got to live my own life. And I really wasn't ready to face this whenever it started happening about a month ago was when it really started to get serious. And I, um, I finally had to have a sit down with mom because I was going over there every day. If you know, maybe every day, every other day, if not every day, I was taking her garbage out, uh, doing her dishes. I mean, she couldn't even pick up dishes after herself. She couldn't really walk to the kitchen, quite frankly. She couldn't bathe. I mean, it's kind of you, you know, the word pathetic gets thrown around a lot um, in a negative connotation, but that that's the word that comes to mind with my my mother's status. and she, you know, she has these anxiety and depression issues like a lot of people have that started to creep in her mind and started, you know, thinking that she wasn't ever going to get better. And so that didn't help either. You know, it got to a point to where I would go over there and she really wouldn't say anything to me. She would just sit there and hang her head because she was just so exhausted, laboring, laboring to breathe. You know, she's been getting these these effusions on her lungs where fluid is building up and she would have to go to the hospital to have them drained. It's a very uncomfortable and painful process for, it's just not fun at all. I've been trying to get her to, to address these issues because she's been having the effusions for a while. 
but I've been trying to get her to address these issues probably since January, you know, and my son played his baseball season this year. And whenever she would come to the games, I mean, she would have to stop two or three times before she got to her seat. It was hard to watch. And then it was like, almost like as soon as baseball season ended, I started to really see the decline. It's a, you know, I had some, some of her family friends trying to encourage me and I really do appreciate it because I, I don't know if I would have ever been able to get to the place where I had the strength to be able to tell her what she needed to do. Because, you know, as, as we grow up, we don't really have the inclination or the wherewithal to be able to tell our parents anything. I mean, it's like, you tell me something, I'll give you five across the eyes, you know, it, whenever, whenever we were growing up. It's really, it was really hard to, to have to sit there on the couch that day. I guess it's been a week and a half ago or so. And I just told her, I said, Mom, I can't take care of you. You know, if it was as easy as her moving in here, if it was just, you know, that easy, I would have done it. But, you know, I work, my wife works, we have to work. It doesn't solve the problem of she doesn't have someone here to care for during the day. And then it got to the point to where she needed someone there all day. And one of her friends, um, she'd been coming to stay with her and she's a nurse also. And she told me that like, she's, she's in a bad spot right now. And she needs like, like she's concerned, you know, her friend was concerned. And I finally just came to a place where I just had to sit there and say, mom, I can't take care of you. And I I don't have the skill set, I said, but the reality is, is we got to get this taken care of and I can't do it. So we went to the hospital. She agreed. I mean, we were at a spot where I don't think she was necessarily thinking clearly either. You got to keep that in mind because uh, keeping your head on a swivel um, about whether or not they're making conscious decisions. Um. Sorry, I'm dealing with one of those issues right now. Um, just a second. <clears throat> so this is my, so we get to the hospital. We get her up in a, get her up in a room. One of her friends comes and stays with her. Actually, it's her sister, her sister. And lo and behold, she can you know, I mean, she starts trying to refuse care. And I finally had to step, step, stand my ground and go up there and just say, Mom, you're not making good decisions right now. You need to listen to the doctor. The doctor was trying to tell, him, tell her that she needed surgery to be able to fix this because she had a condition called empyema where it's fluid and mucus and pus and infection type stuff built up around the lungs. It's, it's not only a regular effusion of, of fluid. It's, it's got nasty stuff in there too. So I convinced her to do that. Well, she has the surgery the next day and, you know, without getting too personal, you know, she had some problems whenever the surgery went on and they ended up having to do some compression, some chest compressions if that indicates to you what happened. It, um, it was scary 
because I was like, did I convince my mom to do something that was going to kill her? Because she ended up having to be in the ICU. Now, my aunt, her sister, was pretty upset about all that. You know, I kind of have a pseudo-medical background to where I, uh, I at least have somewhat of an idea of what's going on medically. And, um, you know, being in the ICU was a big shock for my aunt. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It was hard for me to sit there and watch too, but I knew she was in the best hands possible. And I think that's something that we have to keep in mind as kids of older parents is you're going to see some stuff that's going to, it's going to be hard to look at. But I also think that I think that we really need to make sure that we keep our children aware aware of how life happens. And this is part of life. I don't I don't mean to be curt or callous, but I mean I let my son know that that hey, Nana's Nana's sick. You know, they're doing some really good stuff with her right now, but she's not doing real well right now. She's not feeling real good. So we have the surgery. She wakes up the next day and they take the, you know, the, the breathing tube out. I told him I didn't want to be there for that because <laughs> I already knew I was going to be getting cussed at. But anyways, they get that out. She moves up to a normal room. I felt like she was doing great. She was kind of yelling at me and all that. And I took that as a really good sign because I'm like, you know, if you've got the hot air in you to start yelling at people and, and you know, kind of whipping ass, if you will. I think that was a good good sign. I really do. I think she was doing really well. She did her PT, and they they were ready to send her home. Well, does she need? I was trying to ask them, does she need to do a, a kind of a rehab stint at a facility or something just to you know kind of get her? And she refused it, outright refused it. I let her go back to her ways, and she refused it. So she went home. First day or two, she was great. After that, I started to see the decline again. It was very frustrating. I knew that this was my fault this time. I let her refuse. I let her go back into mom mode. I let her go back into telling me what to do when she's not making clear and correct decisions. It's really tough. I have to tell your, your parent that you, that they're doing it wrong. But I had the conversation with her. I told her, I said, mom, if you're not feeling better tomorrow, you got to go back to the hospital. I don't have the time. I don't have the skill set to be able to be over here all the time. Cause it was getting back to, I can't do anything. She would go to the bathroom and come back to the couch. And it was like, she had ran three miles. She was breathing so hard. She couldn't speak. So that wasn't good. It's no way to live. So the next morning, whenever I get to work, you know, I get a text saying I'm in an ambulance heading to the hospital. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this isn't good. Me and things are running through my, my head. She texts me and says she's at the hospital and she's doing fine. They, they, when they did her initial surgery, they put a pleural drain in to kind of keep draining the, the effusions off. Um, so they drained the effusion through the pleural drain and they were ready to send her home. And 
I had her put them up, put me on stair on a speaker, and I just said, no, that's not happening. She needs to be readmitted. You guys let her go home too soon last time and put her in a situation where she couldn't handle it. So she's back in the hospital now. She's been readmitted. She's doing well, but we're going to do it right this time. I've proclaimed from the very beginning, we are doing it right this time. We did it half-cocked last time. We 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 kind of did the ready-shoot aim thing. We're going to send you home, yeah, and everything's going to be fine. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. We got a good. We got to get a plan going. We have to have a plan upon discharge. Last time we went home, and then we tried to get a plan. That's not how this works. If you're going to sit around and rely on people to come by and help you and things like that, that's no way to live. And keep in mind, you know, this is the Dad Code podcast here. Because I'm not going to lie, we had a lot of really serious discussions in my house with my wife about, you know, how I'm spending a lot of time doing stuff for my mom. And I had to have the frank conversation with my wife, and it was very well received that, look, I I don't want to be doing this. this. This is breaking my heart and stressing me to no end. But the other thing is, is I have to make sure that my son sees how a child is supposed to take care of their parents. The last thing I want is for my son, whenever my wife and I grow old, I mean, more than likely I'll probably go before my wife. It's just the way it is. And the last thing I want is for my wife to get to a point in her life where she can't take care of herself. And my son be be timid and scared about how to handle the situation. I want him to be able to look back and see dad went through that with, with Nana. This is what he did. What's, what's the right thing to do. I'm not telling you that you got to have your, your mom move in with you and, you know, have, you know, your wife or whoever take care of, of your mom. I mean, not everybody's set up to do that. I'd say very few people are set up to do that. Very few people have the skill set to be able to do that. But I will say, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But you just need to be able to take care of your parents. It's one of the things that I really try to stress in this podcast is we got to take care of each other. You know, not just not just in the families, but, you know, across the, the, the world, really. I mean, forgive me for getting into platitudes. But... Guys, I'm just telling you, remember always that your kids are watching. And you need to make sure that you're setting the right example for how to handle these situations, because not all of life is going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's really not. Sorry if I'm freezing on the screen there on the video. Uh, I feel pretty good about it uh, moving forward because we actually have a plan. We're going to send her to a facility for two or three weeks. And then upon discharge from there, then we're going to go into pulmonary rehab uh, outpatient. And then we're going to uh, start looking into the cardiology and maybe what the root cause of some of these effusions are. But big thing, guys, is hopefully everything is under control right now. 
appreciate the prayers. Thank you guys very much. Um, have a plan. Be willing to make a decision when it comes to these types of things. It's very hard. It's very hard to find the strength and to come to the conclusion that you need to do this and that you can do it. It's going to be stressful, guys. I'm not going to lie. I can't, I can't lie to you and say that it's going to be easy because it's not. It's just not. But we can do it. I, I'm telling you. Really interested to hear your comments down below. What are your experiences been with having to take care of your parents? Have, have you had to take care of your parents yet? Uh, do you have an interesting story that might be insightful for some of the other viewers uh, or listeners here uh, that maybe it would help them? I mean, because that's really what this podcast is all about, being able to help each other through community. We want to set a great example for our kids. and We want to be what a father is supposed to be in our households. We want to be that rock in the house. But that's all I got for today, guys. Just an update on everything that's been going on there. We're going to be getting back in the groove of things now, hopefully, that we have a plan here. Getting a little bit more back to our regularly scheduled programs. Be on the lookout for Coach Dad stuff to come out again, because guess what? It's about to be fall baseball time, and we're about to get it kicked back up again. And we're going to start doing some more stuff uh, as far as uh, windshield talk and maybe some Sunday morning sermons along the way. And you know what? I got to thinking the other day, it would be really cool to be able to do some maybe some movie reviews because there are some really good uh, remakes out of some movies or maybe some not so good remakes that I, that I, that I might um, have an opinion on. We'll see how that goes. You all stay tuned for that. But before you go, go ahead, hit that follow and the rumble button down there on rumble. That's the only place you'll find the video version of this podcast. Check us out on all your favorite podcasting plat platforms, as well as on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the dad code podcast. That's all I got for today, guys. Until next time, dad out. Dad out.